0: Everybody. welcome to the Hero Bells Podcast. My name is Kyle McCaffrey. I am recording from Valencia, Spain. It is the 11th of August of 2019, um, and I've been wanting to get back to a certain book that I've been reading and have read before. It's called Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starr and Glenn Cordoza. Uh, this book is a highly valuable read that many people, uh, including teachers or trainers, coaches and fitness instructors alike have all read in order to uh, further expand their knowledge uh, from a very technical perspective. Uh, The last time that we covered this book, we covered the bracing sequence. And to quickly go over it, it's if you are in a standing position or a lying position, which uh, will also be discussed when I read from the book, uh, I want you to stand up and squeeze your butt as hard as you can and then you're going you might notice that your rib cage might come up Uh, what you want to do is make sure you bring your ribs down on top of the abdomen and then squeeze your abs into the spine or pull them into the spine Uh, then after that a good idea would be to neutralize the shoulders or pull them back and then level your chin with the ground that's a standard neutral braced position that you should be trying to hold through as many movements as possible with exceptions of course where you need to lift something like say an atlas stone where you're creating a hollow position uh, with the with the abdominal cavity um... just in case you hear a whirring or any sort of mechanical sound, right now I have a fan going because it is really hot. We're in the dog days of summer and we have all the windows open, so you might hear all sorts of background noise and for that I apologize, but I just got to throw that out there. So I'm going to read from the book Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett and we're still in the first chapter and we're just tagging um, the bracing sequence. And I just went through that, so I'm going to get back to the book right away, and he's going to further explain part of the bracing sequence and going into the breathing mechanics. So why are we talking about breathing mechanics? Is because you might be wondering, if I'm flexing my abs, how am I supposed to continue to breathe, especially under load, um, with my abdominal cavity flexed or my abs flexed? That's a great question and we're gonna get into that. So, um, Kelly goes on to say, if you lie on your back and put your hands on your stomach, you should feel your belly rise and descend as you inhale and exhale. This is diaphragmatic breathing. When you're braced correctly, you'll automatically default to this breathing pattern. So it might actually even be better for you to just lay on your back. uh, You'll do this completely naturally and just lay on your back and you'll notice that your your belly will rise and fall with the breath. That's a a perfect way to demonstrate this to you. And then of course you stand up, go through the sequence like I just pointed out. Uh, Back to the book. To create a braced neutral position, you have to breathe in through your diaphragm, then engage your abs or stiffen your trunk as you exhale. Maintaining this diaphragmatic breathing pattern is however extremely difficult in positions that require high tensions or enormous load what usually happens when people don't have a bracing strategy or a model for getting into a braced neutral position is that they inhale and they hold their breath with their lungs full of air which is not only ineffective but costly so basically when you're breathing in and you're you're holding air into your uh chest cavity you want to be holding it into the diaphragm and not up into the upper chest and the back uh this has Numerous negative effects, which he'll get into. and um, in this part of the book, of course, he goes into showing what it looks like when you're lying on your back and breathing. So we can skip that part because I can't really describe it any better than I have. So he continues on. If you're keeping your belly tight but not diaphragmatic, diaphragmatically breathing, your breath will be confined to your chest and neck, which is what I just said. Um, and th- of course, it's going to offer all, a whole host of problems going into the, the spine, which as soon as that's compromised, it's pretty much game over. So back to the book. Imagine taking in a huge breath and then stiffening your trunk with all that air trapped inside. Do you think you could perform a high rep back squat while keeping your spine rigid? Better yet, could you take a punch to the belly? Not a chance in hell. It's like this. You can use your diaphragm to stabilize your trunk, but the moment you have to breathe, you surrender your spinal position. So it might work for a max effort deadlift, but you're doomed after your first rep or the moment you have to breathe. You can imagine how this bracing strategy will play out when you do anything highly aerobic with your diaphragm jammed down to stabilize your spine. You have only one breathing option, and that is to breathe using only your neck and chest. Now you're reduced to taking very shallow breaths which will restrict respiration and make it difficult for you to create and maintain stability. It, it is perilously incorrect. This is why it's so important to do, say, high rep back squats and lift heavy objects while under cardiorespiratory stress. In addition to challenging your capacity to maintain a rigid position while breathing hard, it mimics the realities of life, real life scenarios we face as athletes, soldiers, and firefighters. Having said that, let me caution those of you who are coaches, like myself. It's best to stick to low-risk tests when you teach these concepts to novice athletes. One good way to find out whether an athlete can breathe while maintaining a rigid spine is to have him or her perform straight leg, a straight leg test, Pardon me, which he'll explain. Um, make sure he or she can get braced and breathe through his or her diaphragm before you introduce more complex, heavily loaded movements. So he goes on to explain the active straight leg test, which is basically you're lying on your back and I'm going to do the best job that I can to describe exactly what I'm seeing and maybe I'll post it somewhere so that you can see exactly what this is. Uh, In the first diagram, he's Kelly Start is laying on his back with his toes pointed and his hands right on his butt beside his tailbone. And then what he's doing is lifting one leg and of course, this entire time he's keeping a uh, a neutral braced position, so he's squeezing his butt, he's lowering his rib cage, squeezing his abdominals, pulling his shoulders to the floor because he's lying down, and keeping his chin level. Or sorry, in this case because he's facing upside up and down, he's plumb. He's bringing one leg up to about 35 degrees and then bringing it back down to about 10 degrees just off the ground. So. He goes on to explain how to correctly execute this test. He says, lie on the ground and go through the bracing sequence, like I just said. Next, lift one leg off the ground at a time. You can use the two-hand rule principle, which is, if you remember the last episode where I explained the bracing technique, um, bra- sorry, bracing sequence, you have to use uh, one hand at the sternum and one hand at your hips and perform a movement while you are in this uh, braced position. And if you get separation between your hands or uh, a minimization of that space. Basically, if your hands move close or far apart, then you've probably compromised your your stable position. So that's the two-hand rule. Uh, And then both legs. You will notice that with each subsequent step, you have to increase the level of tension in your glutes and abs in order to maintain a neutral spine position. Again, This is an excellent way to test the fluency of your bracing strategy. So basically he's saying that if you can't lift your legs um, in a scenario where it's going to demand that you uh, flex your abdominals with a lot of of effort, then you really need to work on your bracing position. So it's fairly diagnostic as you go. So in addition, the active straight leg test really helps to illuminate the role of your glutes. Um, the role your glutes play in keeping a neutral spinal position. If you lie on your back and raise your legs off the ground with your butt offline, you will immediately default into an overextended position. He lists off, um, obviously, the sequence of how you're going to go through this. So he says, one, lie on your back, squeeze your butt, pull your legs together, and point your toes. Then take in a big breath. Get your belly as tight as you can when you exhale think about stiffening your belly around your spine as you let out air. An important distinction worth noting here is I'm not telling you to push your low back into the ground. The key is to squeeze your butt and then engage your abs to lock in a neutral spine position. Then number two, keeping your toes pointed, legs straight and your lower back flush with the ground. Raise your left leg It's important to note that by pointing your toes, it makes it easier for you to activate your glutes. Three, next, raise your opposite leg off the ground. Again, there should be no change in spinal position. Again, you can use a two-hand rule like he said earlier. And then four, to increase stabilization demand, raise both legs off the ground. Again, it's fairly diagnostic. If you are having any change in position, you need to work on your bracing position. Like he says, uh, sorry, back to the book. If there is a change in spinal position, whether it's a global arch, an anterior pelvic tilt, or ribcage spinal flinch in which the ribcage tilts back, chances are good that you failed to squeeze your butt and tighten your belly. If that happens, readdress the bracing sequence. So... I'm obviously skipping ahead when I make these suggestions because these are things to me that, like I said, I've, uh, I've read this book a couple times, So, times and I've gone through this chapter several times because I like to really get back to basics. So what that can tell you is that you really need to focus on the fundamentals and f- practice this as often as you can. If you sit at a desk and you're working behind a computer, you can be doing this all the time while you're sitting and then when you take a break, which you should be doing every 45 minutes to an hour. Um so back to the book to finish up here. Now it's important to understand that if you're bracing correctly, meaning that your belly is tight and your spine is neutral, you don't need to put a conscious effort into breathing through your diaphragm. It's a self-regulating system. Breathing through your diaphragm is the most effective way to preserve a stable position, plain and simple. For example, if you watch elite gymnasts in a moment of peak tension or strongmen under enormous loads, They will take short concise breaths through their diaphragm or diaphragmatic gasps and reconstitute trunk stiffness every time they exhale. They never lose spinal stiffness, disengage their abdomen or stop breathing through their diaphragm. Rather, they keep their trunk stiff while continuing to breathe into that compressed system. Take a short breath in, exhale into tension, take a short breath in and exhale into tension. All while keeping the belly tight. It's important to note that when you're in full kick-ass mode, as he says, you will inevitably use your sternum and chest to help facilitate breathing. But as long as you prioritize bracing and diaphragmatic breathing, your body will take care of the rest. The same pattern applies to all sports. When we restore position, we restore function. When we improve position, we improve function. All right, though, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, that was becoming a supple leopard part two, where we discussed the breathing mechanics. I was recording today in Valencia, August eleventh, two thousand nineteen. Any links will be available in this. this bleh, any links will be available in the description. That was a rough one. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for listening, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode, which should be next Tuesday. Have a good one. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast was useful to you. Um, I want to let you know that I have more tips and workouts available on YouTube that will also help you along the way of your training. Just search Hero Bells and please comment. I love comments. Like and subscribe, turn on notifications and check in often. Thanks so much again. Have a great day.